Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Chamber. Today, we are discussing the Chamber's Workforce Development Task Force, and we'll hear from our guests about the focus areas and resources that are available for local businesses and job seekers. This Economic Recovery Task Force was created to connect businesses and job seekers to much-needed resources as we navigate the pandemic together. Let me introduce today's guest. First, we have Misty Fernandez, North Fulton Area Manager for Georgia Power. Misty also serves as the Chair of the Chamber's Workforce Committee, Misty, thank you for joining us. Hey, Callie. It's a pleasure to be here with you and John Ray and the team um, and all of our listeners. I am am Georgia Power's area manager for North Fulton and North DeKalb. And so in this role, I sort of play a community quarterback. Uh, My job is to oversee the customer service, operational, economic development, uh, community, and philanthropic strategies for Georgia Power's resources as we support the region. But as you mentioned, I also serve on a handful of business and philanthropic boards in our community, including our own chambers board. And we appreciate that very much. So um, obviously, we're we're excited to have you on with us today. Georgia Power does so much in this economic and workforce area. So we're excited to hear how that all plays together with our other guest. We have Samir Abdullahi is the Deputy Director of Economic Development for Select Fulton and also serves on the Workforce Committee. Samir, thank you for being with us today. Thanks, Callie. Although I do want to clarify for our our listeners out there, I'm not with you in person. I'm at home, unfortunately, with the wife and kids, but connecting with you virtually, um, as we all are trying to do in this pandemic world. But um, thanks for having me. Samir Abdullahi, the Deputy Director here for Select Fulton. Select Fulton is the Economic and Workforce Development Initiative for Fulton County. And we're actually three separate organizations with different governance structures and different budgets glued together to provide a, a seamless service delivery for our great uh, companies here uh, in North Fulton to grow uh, not only their footprint, but also their worker brace. And so the three groups that, that we stand on is the Development Authority here of Fulton County, their main incentive arm in working with large CapEx developers in, in order to get the buildings that we see coming out of the ground, uh, out of the ground a little bit more quickly through tax incentives and the like. And then a middle economic development team really focuses on uh, working with companies, the state, great chambers like yourself in order to plug businesses into those buildings coming out of the ground. And then lastly, we stand on WorkSource Fulton, which is our federal WIOA grant. We leverage that to do employment and employer services to help connect those businesses to our worker uh, pipeline and also to upskill individuals to make sure that they can take care of the jobs in the future. So the idea is building out of the ground company into the building and making sure that the, the company can be successful with the right talent. Uh, that's the model that we built at Fulton County to take care of our companies. Thanks, Samir. And you all did a great job of telling us a little bit about what j- not just your companies do, but what you do. And, you know, a lot of people may think as they're listening to this podcast that, you know, George has been doing great. We've been best state in the in the union for economic development, you know, for seven years running. Why would we need to worry about workforce? Well, I'm sure that you all can tell them that workforce is the major reason that folks come here, 
But as Samir mentioned, in the middle of a pandemic, there have been a number of changes that have taken place as far as folks in the workforce. And so part of that is the reason that we created the Economic Recovery Task Force in North Fulton to really focus on this workforce task force. Misty, as you're the chair of the committee, could you maybe frame up for us some of the focus areas of this committee? Yeah, would love to. So let me take a step back for a quick second and talk a little bit about who the workforce is and what we're trying to accomplish. So the workforce, as you mentioned, assembled through the chamber is a coalition of 25, about 25 leaders coming from the business, from from government, education, um, philanthropy, all coming together to form a think tank and help um, really investigate and take a look at to how do we flatten the unemployment curve, especially in North Fulton. And what kind of resources can we put in front of job seekers and employers to really keep people um, or get them back to work? So under the work of this committee, we have three focus areas. One, the first one is called rapid deployment. And here we have a a focus really on immediate outcomes for rapid attachment to jobs. Um, Here, the action items under this focus area are really focused around job fairs and job resources. Um, In the former, we learned very quickly that there are lots of resources, lots of job fairs already underway across the region, right? So our work here is to help make sure that we are connecting employers to as many of those job fair opportunities as possible and making sure we're spreading the word and recruiting the right employers to participate. Um, As I mentioned, we've also learned that there's a plethora of resources and job connection opportunities that are already underway for employers whether that's through the organizations that Samir talked about, WorkSource Georgia, WorkSource Fulton, the Metro Atlanta Chamber, and several others. Uh, So our work here for this action item is really to take an inventory of those resources, define them, catalog them, and um, and aggregate them into a central repository so that they're easy to access um, and can be used uh, more readily by our local and regional communities. So the, the second focus area is awareness and promotion. Um, And here we are pushing and promoting two valuable resources for job seekers in particularly. The first is digital skills training. Um, So we are specifically supporting here a population of job seekers who may not be virtually connected and who really need that fundamental computer training and digital literacy training. As, As many of you know, Goodwill already has a phenomenal model and program for this kind of training. So our work as a, as a subcommittee, as a committee, is to really promote this resource, work with community partners, and help make sure that we're deepening and broadening that outreach um, and that awareness so that people are taking advantage of this training. Speaking of awareness, uh, the second action item under this awareness and promotion focus area is also to grow the Chamber's workforce and employment website, northfultonjobs.com. Um, so this site is already a host for job postings across the region, and we certainly want to grow its use and its usefulness as a connector portal to the plethora of resources that I mentioned earlier. So if you're an employer, let me me do a quick plug. If you're an employer listening in with us today, definitely please consider posting your job on northfultonjobs.com. And if you're a job seeker, make sure that you check out the hundreds of jobs that are already listed on there, um, certainly by some of our region's best employers. So the, the third and last one, Callie, of our focus areas is called Connecting Training. This one has the longest trajectory of our focus areas and is really focused on the broader workforce ecosystem. Here, our work is to assess job chain programs and certifications for jobs that are in demand right now. And this is where educators and business leaders are working together to leverage some of those tools and some of those opportunities to expose students to in-demand trades 
and then match employers with those candidates who have already gotten the training and the resources they need to get back to work. Um, so, so overall, our focus is not to duplicate or reinvent the wheel, but rather to understand and scale and amplify what is already in place. And again, just broaden the, the awareness and the outreach to as many people as possible. I think if we've learned anything during this time, it's that collaboration is key to getting anything successfully done. And so certainly appreciate the fact that there's no need to reinvent what other people are doing quite well. We just would rather partner with them and make sure that we're helping, as you, as you mentioned, to get that word out. Um, I, I appreciate all of the focuses that you have. And of course, particularly with North Fulton Jobs and us trying to really um, amp that up, especially during this time. I think that's that's very important. Uh, Samir, you're also part of the Workforce Committee and, and know a good bit about this. Misty mentioned the connecting to training element, and I think that um, you've developed a unique program within your ecosystem to also support North Fulton businesses. Could you tell us a little bit about that business grant training program and maybe who, which companies would be a good fit, how, how they would take advantage of this? Sure. Um, and before I answer that question, just a special shout out to the North Fulton Chamber for um, uh, putting on this unemployment and recovery task force. Um, a lot of the times chambers help to build community and connections through business and networking events. Given the need uh, in the community, public sector, especially government agencies, can't kind of fill that void on our own. So seeing uh, nonprofits and private entities like yourself stepping up to the plate for economic recovery, right? The, the litany of people that Misty uh, labeled there and the different groups represented are not there for their own vanity, um, but in, in order to take care of the community that they define as North Fulton. And uh, I think that's a lot of the members that serve on that committee. That's where our focus is, not in our own um, personal gains, but what we can do to contribute back to the community and thankful to the North Fulton Chamber to be a leader and, and really organizing. Um, that group. Um, so speaking about how we've reacted and one of the new unique programs that we've developed to help support businesses, especially trying to react during the COVID-19 pandemic, traditionally our workforce development services have really focused um, around individuals. So taking individuals, uh, upskilling them and helping connect them to those um, employment opportunities. Um, really what we're trying to uh, broach our new programming into is looking at business services. So how can we leverage some of these worker workforce training grant opportunities, connect them to businesses that are already doing some of the work that we try to do in upskilling individuals, but taking someone who is already unemployed and upskilling them um, so that they can either maintain that job or so the business continuity can go forward. So our, um, our business training loan program, which I'll plug it ahead of time at selectfultoncounty.com backslash training. You can go about and learn a little bit more about the program. Uh, in its simplest form, again, it's a business training grant uh, that companies can leverage. Any company that's had to react to COVID-19 and they've, uh, to the COVID-19 pandemic, and they've had to change either their internal processes. So let's say they've had to go slightly more virtual with the teams now that everyone's not able to move into the office. Is there an associated training with that? Or maybe there's a new process uh, for a business line that's being developed because now you've had to pivot that business due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, if there's training associated with that, uh, we can use this worker training grant to help offset that business cost, um, likely and hopefully for them to unlock that training. Ideally, that's who we're targeting, right? So um, um, part of that big benefit, I think, to the company, again, is understanding that now you've got a co-equal partner. So while we may come in and only do uh, or start with the initial service, which is the grant 
offset. Um, really, what we're trying to do is build relationships and partnerships to expand our business services line to see what are the other what other avenues we can leverage the um, workforce training grant dollars that we have to support uh, companies in business so they can grow and sustain themselves here in North Fulton. That's excellent. It's a great opportunity for businesses, as everyone's had to pivot during this time, really to take advantage of upskilling a workforce. Um, and we all know the evolution of technology during this time period has just been astronomical. So getting even employees trained on um, new technology that may make a process more efficient and effective would be something, Samir, that they could, could use this for. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned it, you, you, made, you made a great fun fact around the fact, I think it's seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years now that we've been the number one state to do business. Uh, we have had great success in recruiting new investment in companies, uh, not only to North Fulton, but the metro Atlanta region. I think where there's still a lot of legwork to do is on the workforce development space and training space. And that's why we've really designed this program. I'd say we, we had these challenges in metro Atlanta around importing talent prior to COVID-19. Uh, and given the way that COVID-19 has gone, it's really accelerated and exacerbated those challenges. And so uh, I think where the opportunity comes about is now we see some unique programs like this business um, training grant that we've developed and also looking at other avenues, again, where we can um, take individuals that are in our local community, upskill, train them for the jobs that are ready today, especially for those who have maybe been greatly impacted by the COVID-19 and have to switch career trajectories. Absolutely. And I think that innovation has made that even easier. Absolutely. To your point. Um, why, why would a company, I guess, actually, why wouldn't they take advantage of this? What kind of company are you looking for? Maybe if you could be specific as to um, the size of a company or, you know, the amount of money that we're talking about. Sure. So some baseline facts or baseline requirements. Obviously, you, you would have to be a business located here in Fulton County. Um, another requirement that we seek out is about 50% of the employees that would be trained um, have had to have been employed with the company for about six months. So again, this is about taking workers you already have and maintaining them, not about offsetting your training costs to bring on new workers. Um, we've got different programs for that, but this is what this is focused around. Um, other things, good standing with the IRS, um, and the company would, again, be responsible for some portion of the training cost. And we've kind of got a scale depending on the size of the company. So if it's under 50 employees, we can pay up to 10% of the training cost. But if you're over 100 employees, we can pay over 50% of those training costs. And that training can be both internal training. So we can help offset either that uh, prompter that you've hired internally to do that training, or if there's staff that is being paid in order to, uh, they're being paid during that training process, we can help to offset some of those wages as well. So there's some flexibility in the grant that provides for different funding streams as needed for that company. In terms of the kind of company that we're looking for, I wouldn't say there's a specific industry segment. We're always focused around our targeted industries, similar like the state of Georgia. So we do focus on things like um, healthcare, um, distribution and logistics, film and TV, um, broad brush technology. I feel like many companies can kind of fit into that bucket. Um, and so that's really who we're looking to work with. And beyond, like I said, uh, just this specific initiative about building relationships with companies and understanding what are those workforce development challenges so that we can craft new programs to react to their needs. Wonderful. Well, I'd like nothing better than to find one of those companies or more here in North Fulton who can meet those those parameters so that we can certainly help to get them some uh, much needed uh, funding to continue in that process. 
So we talked a little bit about the business, right? What kinds of businesses might be able to receive the, the funds? Um, Misty, I know that uh, you and your committee have been talking about, you, you mentioned the job fairs and, and North Bolton jobs. Um, as you guys have, have discussed as a committee, what are maybe some of the challenges you're finding for um, the job seeker side? What are they saying are, are the difficulties for them in looking for employment? Yeah, so that's that's a great question, Callie, and it has lots of different answers, but I'm happy to share two perspectives on that, right? Um, so one, through our work, we're learning that there are common challenges for many populations that make employment difficult. Some of those challenges we're familiar with, right? finding affordable housing to live near your place of work, securing transportation, um, having dependable and affordable childcare, making a living wage, um, or criminal justice impacts that prohibit eligibility and so on. But what we're finding is that the real challenge is that each individual is unique. Um, And what we're learning is that there are far more unique factors than common ones, especially at the micro level. But we approach this um, using the term and the concepts of workforce, right, which is by and large very homogenizing. We organize workforce into large buckets. We, the idea here is to look for common themes and the barriers and common themes and the solutions. The thinking is that we formulate a plan, we put it into action, and there you go. Everyone, you know, every, we have a solution to employ everyone, right? Um, but that's, that's not really how it works. The, the true and real challenge is that each one of our North Fulton citizens and their barriers are unique. And those barriers are not just overcome with a job that's been attained. Um, And then you add a pandemic on top of that. And now you have doubled down on the phenomenon. And and so our challenge really then as a community um, is that we need a rapid response team capable of addressing the majority of those barriers with the creativity and the flexible funding to move as fast and uniquely as possible. Then we can start moving each citizen back into the workforce and up the economic mobility pipeline. Um, But it takes investment. And it takes lots of time and it takes lots of resources, especially from our employers, um, if we're going to take this approach and do it the right way. Second perspective on that is we have found through the partners that we're working with, there are still very real, very traditional challenges that are keeping job seekers from returning to work. Um, right now in this, in this environment, people are making, some people are making more money from government funding. In some cases, federal stimulus checks have temporarily boosted household incomes to above pre-pandemic levels. Um, You also have the continued risk of COVID. Many of the jobs that are available now, whether it's restaurant or retail or healthcare, as Samir mentioned, put individuals at higher risk. Um, And then many families still have childcare responsibilities. I mean, they're they're taking care of preschool or school-aged children who are either doing virtual learning, remote learning, or have special education support needs. So again, the challenges um, are big, they're complex, and they're certainly unique to each individual. And I think that diversity of challenges um, really is uh, one of the key factors of, you know, we can't provide a cookie cutter approach that goes to everyone. So I appreciate what you and your team are are doing. And certainly if you are a job seeker out there, we would uh, uh, suggest that you go to NorthFultonJobs.com, reach out to us at GNFCC.com if we can be of any help to you as well. Um, so Samir, obviously in Fulton County, is as uh, in many counties, uh, we've seen ebbs and flows as the pandemic has has been almost a year now, and I'm sure none of us wanted to ever say that, but but here we are looking at you know March. So um, the average unemployment rate for cities in North Fulton is three and a half percent right now at the time of of taping this, compared to six and a half percent for the remainder of Fulton County. 
Um, what unique challenges maybe are you hearing from employers up in North Fulton who are trying to fill open positions, you know, juxtaposed against, uh, you know, the larger as a county or state? Sure. Yeah. And what's interesting, see, if you understand the data points, you're actually giving a self-compliment to North Fulton, right? Because your unemployment rate is tied to the people that live in your community. So when you say 3.5% for North Fulton, uh, what that speaks to me is that North Fulton is just full of a quality workforce, right? Because those people are able to find employment. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily mean that those people find employment in North Fulton, right? right. Um, and so, again, it speaks to the quality of the workforce, but may not necessarily speak to uh, the challenges of local businesses um, in, in getting talent. And it's one of those challenges that we see across Metro Atlanta of not only a skills mismatch, but a geographic mismatch. Um, so it is, while North Fulton does have a, a great and talented work base, not all of them leave North Fulton to go work some else, somewhere else. And more importantly, Fulton County, I'm sorry, North Fulton uh, is a fully, fully amenitized community, um, which requires a, a huge litany of workers, not just to support um, traditional industries like office and the like, but also the service industries that are supporting those office workers. Um, and so a lot of times we see that big geographic and also skills mismatch. Again, similar kind of my comments from before is, is, is it was a challenge that we suffered from prior to the pandemic. The pandemic has really just exacerbated some of the challenges that we've seen for employers um, in North Fulton. Again, I'd hone in on the, the skills mismatch peach and the lack of really having enough individuals, especially when we talk like a healthcare system, right? Mm -hmm. The ability of them to identify and bring on board CRNs, right? Certified registered nurses prior to the pandemic right. was very difficult. Um, and now you look at the pandemic world, uh, the top dollar prices that they're paying for CRNs that are traveling across the nation for the highest and best price. Um, how much has that really changed their training models? Similar as we're looking to school systems, many of our um, North Fulton companies we're very good about partnering with educational institutions or at least understanding uh, how to build talent pipelines with groups like Gwinnett Tech um, there up in Alpharetta and also some of our more traditional universities downtown. Now that everything is virtual, trying to build those talent pipelines or reactivating some of those talent pipelines that used to exist can be really challenging because now you're not able to get in front of that individual, sell your industry, sell the workplace and that opportunity. So I'd say for a lot of our employers, they're going a little blind and trying to reinvent the wheel on how they were hiring individuals or promoting the job opportunities or connecting with individuals um, because of the COVID-19 pandemic has made everything so virtual and, and upended um, a lot of their traditional pathways to get employers and employment. But I say that, again, fundamentally, the challenges existed before the pandemic. Now it's how creative can we be as a community to, to find new ways to build those talent pipelines. Yeah, and I, and I believe that part of that benefit has been the fact that this, this area of North Fulton is really um, full of healthcare technology companies that um, are, are traditionally going to require perhaps a higher level of training, back to your point, Samir, and that there are dollars out there for retraining individuals to, to get them ramped up to be able to, you know, for new innovation if, if it were to occur within a company. So, I think that you're right. It is. Um, it's certainly a system of um, you know job seekers to employees who are are ready to work um, in the right industry, and so that that mismatch is definitely definitely a, a real thing out there in the world today. 
Sure, um, the direct NorthfultonJobs.com, right? That's one of that's the right. things that have come out of this is here's another way we're going to offer employers a way to connect with individuals. Um, and I, that's what I'm excited about. Instead of dwelling on the challenges that we face ahead about thinking about the opportunities that will help not only to react to COVID-19, but also to make us uh, more sustainable into the future, even if COVID-19 hadn't happened. So it gives us a way to, to rethink how we're doing our processes. That works for me. Right. Yeah. And it's an excellent point because Norfolk Jobs was not something that came after the pandemic. We created it prior to to meet the need of, in particular, the technology companies that exist up here who were not able to find employees. So, you know, it, it certainly works in both instances. But it, to your point, it's it's been a, an issue for longer than simply the last 12 months. All right. This is the fun part of the program for both of you. I, I This is your crystal ball moment. I'm sure you're you're both very excited about it. Um, from what you are hearing in the, the marketplace, maybe the research, and I know both of you are, are a little wonky and like to get into the research of what's happening in the workforce, what are your predictions for some of the industries that are most impacted by the pandemic? And, and right now, I think for most of us, that means you know the hospitality and restaurant industries and, and certainly others um, within that. But uh, do either of you care to make any types of predictions as far as timeline as we're seeing seeing the uh, the reemergence, if you will, of, of these industries. Yeah. So what what would we give to have a crystal ball, right? And know what right. that timeline looks like. Um, but I, but I will say and take a minute to brag. Our crystal ball comes in the form of our community and economic development team at Georgia Power. I mean, highly skilled, nationally recognized individuals who spend lots of time. Um, really understanding what it takes to help our, our state and our businesses prosper and grow. Um, a couple of things, insights from, from our perspective. We do think we're going to see a post-pandemic boom, and it's going to result in travel, tourism, and hospitality surges. Um, think about Canton Street and Roswell, right? We, we humans are very um, social creatures, and we see that we crave that connectivity, um, and we're seeing, we're gonna, we're, we think we're going to see more of that. But it is going to look different than what it's looked before. Uh, we expect to see more pop-up, more frequent um, exclusive experiences instead of large crowds, and definitely a continued use of mixed virtual and face-to-face events. Some large conferences will resume, um, and some of those worldwide large conferences have already proudly announced their 2021-2022 plans. But it'll be interesting to see what attendance looks like um, as there are, there's still a lot of diversity around comfort levels with these events, right? Several corporate entities um, still have definite suspensions on large scale events. And um, if you look at like the masters, even CBS corporate is not planning to make a big splash at the masters this year. So, so personal and corporate risk tolerance will have a huge impact on business travel, which is often the lifeblood of CBB. Um, On the flip, Oh, go ahead, Callie. Yeah, I say I, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of businesses restricting and a lot of people who are still waiting to see what's going to happen. That's right. That's right. Um, but on the flip side, you know, on the on the brighter side, look at all the mixed use developments and those investments that are going on around Metro Atlanta. Very exciting projects taking place in Alpharetta, uh, even in Roswell, and one that was recently announced in Dunwoody. Um, Samir mentioned earlier the film industry. Um, we also expect the film industry to continue to have a positive impact. As filming continues to rev back up, those are CBB dollars that are going to be more critical now than they were even before COVID. Um, lastly, the thing, the other thing that excites us is seeing the corporate relocations and those announcements that we've seen around Metro. Lots of corporate jobs coming to Atlanta. Microsoft alone is going to add, you know, several thousand jobs over the next couple of years. 
And withstanding a major economic slump, that growth is also enough to help buoy some of these industries in Metro Atlanta. So bottom line, you know, Georgia and Metro Atlanta will be uniquely positioned really to take advantage of that surge. Whether we agree or not, the state opened early and has stayed open. This has helped our industry here in Metro. Um, we have the airport. We have Delta, the most trusted airline in COVID travel. Uh, we have awesome weather here in our great state, and uh, we have the culture and the grit that we've demonstrated over the course of 2020. People want to come to Atlanta. Um, the key, last point, the, the key is really going to be for us to understand and support our most vulnerable businesses. You know, I think about our hospitality and restaurant industries. You mentioned, Callie, it, our folks, many people have adapted to low-touch activities, and, and these activities are going to remain in place even after the pandemic. So how do we help these businesses make the transitions that they need to, to make? You know, how do they take advantage of the programs that Samira is offering? Um, and then how do municipalities step in and help with either flexible policies or reducing fees and permits or just being flexible with payment plans? Whatever it takes, it's going to take some creative solutions so that our businesses can continue to grow and continue to generate revenue. Very good, Misty. Samir, how about you? Crystal ball yes. prediction? Sure. Um, I don't have a big team behind me. I've just got uh, myself and experience that I could speak to that um, would definitely echo definitely the high points that that Misty mentioned. I mean, to me, at a very um, elementary level, um, we're humans and we adapt and we evolve. Um, some of that, I think, is really based around the clarity of information. So many of the companies I've talked to, big and small, said we can make decisions on our future if we have clarity around what the future looks like, right? Like I can play the game if you teach me the rules of the game. Um, and I think what needs to kind of go um, concurrently with that is what Misty mentioned, which is the flexibility, um, not just flexibility of government, flexibility of landlords, flexibility of companies and understanding their employees. Um, I think there needs to be a recognition of, uh, again, that flexibility in concert with uh, clarity around planning for the future, and then everything else can kind of help take care of itself, right? It's not as if business was static prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Companies have always had to evolve themselves, um, right? So now we're looking at restaurants that may say, I don't need as much in indoor dining as I needed before. Maybe I'll look at another site that has some more outdoor dining, plus gives me the functionality to do curbside drop-off or to do delivery service a little bit better than my restaurant was set up previously. Um, same for retail, right? I mean, we're seeing it in South Fulton in terms of new e-commerce distribution centers that have come online. I mean, people have just gravitated in, in a certain segments towards shopping online, especially those who hadn't done it in the past. And that'll really be hard for them to shake off. But uh, just remember the discussions we were having prior to the pandemic, which is how do we how do we work with millennials and how do we get millennials interested? Mm -hmm. Millennials like things that are experiential. They like things that are authentic. Um, while we are a technology generation, yes, I'm throwing myself into the millennials generation. Um, you know, going out and connecting with individuals is still as important. Technology provides a path of least resistance for it, but it doesn't mean it's the um, the end all to be all for that. And so I'm um, similar with like what Missy said, I think everything picks back up, just like the Federal Reserve says, we're not expecting like we saw the recession of a slow U pickup. But as soon as kind of things are opened up again, and people have clarity around 
they can go to the grocery store safely and they'll go to the restaurant safely. Just think how far you've come personally from March to the beginning of the year to now you're managing, you know, your social life and other things a little bit better. Now we have a better understanding of the pandemic. So I think as long as the the question marks get filled in and hopefully with the vaccine like that will help on the um, employer side, but on the workforce development side, um, there are big challenges ahead. Um, you mentioned kind of what are those industries we saw high impact they're obvious, right? The retail trade, accommodation, food services, administrative support services. And for a lot of those industries, the pick back up will just look different and there may not be a heavy load of those individuals needed. Um, and that's why we've tried to react. You know, we put on a digital literacy program last year with Goodwill in order to take these individuals that, again, they could never actually be the CRN because they don't have those basic digital literacy skills to use a computer to get into the coursework to get to that job and career pathways. So there's going to have to be a lot more looking of how do we address that skills mismatch, especially for our most vulnerable, low-income, low-skill individuals and try to pivot them for the jobs of the future. I'd say if I had a crystal ball, I'm more concerned about the, the people than the companies um, and just their ability to react to this. Yeah, and I, th- I think that um, you mentioned flexibility is key. Um, Misty, my takeaway from your answer is grit. I think those of us who didn't have it have adapted and certainly gotten us some during this time. Um, and Samir, your point with millennials, you know, Gen Z has been entering the workforce now for what, four or five years. So we're, we're sort of into that whole next mode. So we're moving rapidly and businesses certainly are moving along with us. Um, you all have been tremendous guests. I appreciate your time very much. I do want to ask you both um, to just let us know where we can reach you. How can we find you either website or social media? Uh, Misty, ladies first. Yeah, absolutely. So visit us at Georgia Power, obviously at georgiapower.com uh, to learn more about what we're doing in the community and our economic development support and strategies. Uh, you can visit us at selectgeorgia.com. And I'm listed as Misty Fernandez on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Very good. Samir? Sure. You can find us at selectfultoncounty.com. And again, we glue in both the Development Authority and WorkSource Fulton. Um, And again, if you're interested in this business training program, go to that same URL backslash training. Um, And I've got my cell phone number, my email up on the website. We learned from site selectors. They like to get right to the person. So that's what we have afforded. And, you know, you mentioned Gen Z, Callie. We can have another uh, business radio show about how to provide them soft skills <laughs> for, yeah. for the future. It's a little bit different set of challenges there, um, um, but we can save that for next time. I like that. That sounds like a, yeah. an entirely new future podcast and you're on for that. Um, for my part, I want to remind everybody that you can go to northfultonjobs.com and find jobs that are listed. Or if you're a business in North Fulton and are looking for employees, please reach out to us using that same northfultonjobs.com and we will get back to you about posting jobs. I want to thank both of our guests for joining us today. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit gnfcc400insider.com. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, you can visit gnfcc.com. And until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.